Hi, and welcome to the Wise Women's Conversations podcast. I'm your host, Angela Council. And with a background as a naturopath, I thought I knew exactly what happened to women when they reached menopause until I experienced it myself. I then realized that there was so much more to this time of life than what was written in the textbooks. I decided it was time to bring this stage of life out of the closet and to have some open and honest conversations with women who are going through the same journey. Wise Women's Conversation has been created to share information and experiences from other wise women in our community. Sit back and listen to the wise women speak. Hello and welcome back to this week's episode of Wise Women's Conversations. Now this week I have a recording of a Facebook Live that I did with a gorgeous lady called Jodie Monkton. Now Jodie Monkton is a Bowen therapist and her business is called Enhance Your Healing. Now she asked me to come on her Facebook Live and talk about what happens to your body after you reach the age of 40. So in this conversation where I talk about your hormones, how they're changing and what's going on with your body and how the hormones impact the way you feel. Um, also talk about signs of having the hormonal imbalance and what can happen as you're moving through this perimenopause stage of life. I do touch on a little bit about the use of the oral contraceptive pill and HRT to so-called avoid menopause. Um, a bit of a discussion on why women um, hold on to fat and have trouble losing weight at this time of life. And I share with you some solutions. And in particular, I talk a lot about the personalized health solutions that I work with, the system that I work with to personalize what it is that each woman requires to start to feel great and to get their body and their hormones back in balance. So hopefully you'll enjoy this conversation as much as I love doing it. I loved um, this when we had this conversation. It does go all different places, um, a little bit erratic. And also I do apologize a little bit for the sound quality because it was a Facebook Live and I recorded off the Facebook Live. Sound quality is not as good as I would normally prefer but I thought the information was too good not to share with you. So sit back and listen to this conversation that I'm having with Jodie Monkton. I'll be back with you after this conversation. Bye. But look, I've got to say hi to all our viewers there. How are you all? hope you're all going really well. Please, if you have any questions that you'd like um Angela or myself to uh, answer for you or discuss, please um, pop it down there and we'll um, endeavour to answer the questions for you while we're on live. If not on live, we can do it after the, uh, the live is over. So, Angela, where are we going to start? We're going to start, I know Let's we discussed this, but... <laughs> what What is... Let's start with the hormones and what actually starts to happen with women. And mm-hmm, yes. for many women, that when they start thinking about menopause, they, they probably kind of think, oh, well, that's not going to happen, not until I'm mm-hmm. in my mid-50s or so. But in yep. fact, our hormones will start to shift generally about 10 years before we go into menopause. 
Mm. So, mm. and for some women, it actually can happen earlier. And this is what we call the perimenopause. So perimenopause means before. Yep. So generally, I say to women who are in their 40s that they need to start thinking about menopause. And the reason being is that all the horror stories that we hear about menopause because um, uh-huh. you know, everyone kind of talks about you know how bad it is, and you know everyone talks about the horror stories, but they don't need to be your story. Mm. It is possible to move through this stage of life with minimal to no symptoms, mm-hmm. but we have to start preparing early for that. Yes, yes. Now, the and as I said to you earlier when I was speaking to you, that a lot of the symptoms that we associate with menopause are not really menopausal symptoms. What they are, they are a symptom of someone who is close to burnout. It's actually more to do with the adrenal glands than it is to actually do with the um, reproductive hormones. Mm-hmm. So uh, what I thought I'd go through tonight, because I think it's really important for women to really understand what happens to their hormones. Yep. Because all that really gets spoken about, most people go, oh, well, yeah, your estrogen level drops and that's what causes the problems. Mm-hmm. Yes, estrogen will drop, but there's a lot of other hormones that are also playing a role here. And when we understand that, we can actually take action so that it doesn't have to be a significant impact on our lives. Yes. So yes. let's start it almost at the beginning. Angela, have- can I can I just stop you there just for one second? Your, your mic seems to be a bit... Uh, it's like it's hitting against something. Have you got beads or something on? I've got my chains on. Hang on, I'll just okay. Let's just see if that's a bit better. If not, I'll unplug the mic. Is that a bit better? At this stage, yes. <laughs> Thank okay. you. Okay, I'll, I'll try not to move. <laughs> which okay, is hard for me. <laughs> <laughs> Matt, you look. Just move. Just you know, we'll, we'll tell you if it gets too bad. Yeah, if it gets too bad, let me know and I'll just unplug it. Yeah, um, it, it sounds so, okay at the minute though, yeah. So we we have reproductive hormones and we the main ones are estrogen, mm-hmm. progesterone yep. and testosterone. Yep. Now, women do have testosterone. Uh, they don't have as much as men, but they do have testosterone. Now, I'm going to give a really simplistic view of what happens with the hormones, but the estrogen... Um, hormones generally kind of control the first half of the cycle. They are what uh, stimulates the egg to be released. Mm -hmm. The second half of the cycle is dominated by progesterone. So once the egg is released and it then starts coming out and it goes, it either gets fertilized or it doesn't get fertilized, Mm -hmm. what we call the ovum releases progesterone. And progesterone is there in case we fall pregnant. It then um, looks after the embryo for the first 12 weeks of pregnancy. Right. If we don't fall pregnant, the the progesterone levels drop and we're Mm -hmm. at the end and we then have a period and then we start again. Estrogen level comes up and we start Mm -hmm. again. So that's kind of how... Yeah, broadly, it's so, cycles. So it's a real well so kind of going up and down, isn't it? Yeah, yeah. and yeah. we ideally we keep a relative diff- distance between estrogen and progesterone. So when our hormones are what we call in balance, we kind of have a, a a difference. You know, estrogen is always higher than progesterone, mm-hmm. but mm-hmm. when progesterone goes up, 
uh, sorry, when estrogen goes up and progesterone goes down, they, they're supposed to kind of stay together. Okay, right. So in that, happens, in that, yeah, right. Yeah. Mm -hmm. so, mm -hmm. so what, but what happens for many women um, is that they actually have, just say your estrogen level should have been here. Say mm -hmm. this is 100, just, yep. just a number. Yep. But they're sitting at 100 and that's kind of where they should be. What right. for many women, their estrogen levels are sitting at about 200. Right. And their progesterone levels are still sitting down here at mm. 50, where they should be. Mm -hmm. So the distance has become, dif yep. dif has become bigger. bigger. Yep. And this is what we call estrogen dominance. Right. Now, some of the symptoms of estrogen dominance are symptoms such as PMS. Mood mm -hmm. changes just before your period starts. Mm -hmm. um, can cause heavy bleeding. Can right. cause fibroids. Can cause endometriosis. So lots of... Lots of the symptoms that women experience are generally caused by high estrogen levels. Mm. And we have high estrogen levels due to synthetics in, within our um, synthetic hormones, so yes. oral contraceptive, right. and our um, personal care products. Mm -hmm. They can also um, have what we know as xenoestrogens, which are toxic estrogens. They look like our natural estrogens, but they, yep. they displace our natural um, hormone and take up uh, in the receptor, they they actually fill the space. Yep. So these cause problems in our body. So mm -hmm. any woman who is having any issues with her cycle, a lot of the time it is because their estrogen levels are too high. Mm -hmm. Now, this is important to know because as you start to come into the perimenopause stage of life, the yep. first hormone that drops is progesterone. So if you've okay. already got estrogen levels twice the height size that they height they're supposed to be, and your progesterone levels drop further, now you've got a bigger gap. Wow. Now this is what can start to cause a lot of symptoms. Problems. Because uh -huh. we go more into estrogen dominance and our progesterone's too low. So women who find that they actually have really, really heavy bleeding at this time of life, right. so that yep. that's quite common, or they like they like they absolutely flood, or they they bleed bleed for three weeks out of four. Yeah. Um, mood if they find that their mood starts to really drop, so we start to get all these different symptoms, and it's not to do with the estrogen; it's actually to do with the progesterone because that's the first hormone that drops. Right. Now, so the mood's the the mood is the progesterone. The heavy yes, bleeding is because, the estrogen. Yes. Right. Yes. So I've had. Well, I've had no, actually, it's actually also. It's also the low the progesterone. Distance. So it's this yep, yep. distance. It's yep. to do with this distance. But yep. progesterone is a nice calming hormone. Yeah. Uh, because if you've ever been pregnant, you know that generally in your first trimester, you apart from being sick, um, you're pretty calm and pretty chilled. Yep. So progesterone is a very calming hormone. So if it drops, that's when our moods start to shift and we can kind of become a little bit erratic mm -hmm. um, oh, so, oh no no <laughs> no we don't but then <laughs> what's happened is we've got too much estrogen and the, yeah. the progesterone dropping shouldn't really be a problem because what is supposed to happen now our body knows exactly nature doesn't make mistakes mm -hmm, we mm -hmm. stuff our bodies up yeah nature doesn't make mistakes because what's supposed to happen is as your progesterone drops and your progesterone drops because you're no longer ovulating or you're not ovulating as regularly because remember progesterone comes mm -hmm. when you ovulate when you release an egg so yes 
as you're getting into perimenopause, you stop releasing eggs every month. Sometimes you'll release them, other months you won't. So yeah. you're not releasing enough progesterone, but ideally what's supposed to happen yeah. is our adrenal glands now come into play because mm -hmm. our adrenal glands produce progesterone as well. Right. But. Oh, so but. many of us, there is a but. <laughs> so many of us in our 40s are close to burnout. We are stressed. Mm -hmm. We're burnout. We've been doing so much for everybody else. Yeah. We likely haven't been eating properly, probably having a glass of wine or two every night to get over it, uh -huh. not moving, not looking after ourselves. So we're in a state whereby we're in constant, we're constantly producing yeah. stress hormones. Stress, yeah. Now, the body has a priority system. Yep. And when it comes to hormones, it will always produce the hormones which are more life-sustaining. Yep. So we are more likely to die from a stress event than we are from a reproductive event. Mm -hmm. So mm -hmm. the body will always make stress hormones over reproductive hormones, particularly if we're now actually ceasing our reproductive stage of life. So yep. When there's limited resources in the body to make hormones, it will make the stress hormones and then it doesn't make the progesterone. So when no. our ovaries are no longer making progesterone and our adrenal glands are no longer making progesterone, now we've got a bigger issue because progesterone is too low, oestrogen is too high. Mm -hmm. And mm -hmm. then this will go up and down for a few years and oestrogen will come down and then it will go up and then it will come down and everything kind of fluctuates. Yep. And in the middle of that, the second hormone that actually starts to drop is actually testosterone. Right. So we start to lose our testosterone. Now, mm -hmm. our testosterone is our drive hormone. It's our hormone yes. that kind of gets us up and gets us doing, th doing things and taking mm -hmm. action. Yep. This is why at this stage of life, many women feel lost. And they right. feel like they've lost their purpose and they start thinking, well, is this the right job for me? Is this the right business for me? They just, they kind of lose their, their get up and go because yep. their testosterone levels have come down. Mm -hmm. So we've got the shift and then the third hormone, estrogen, will start eventually start to drop down. Right. And then that can cause issues because as um, estrogen drops down, we then, um, this is uh, a lot of the reasons when women start or a lot of the times when women start to, gain weight for no reason uh -huh. um, and I'll tell, explain why in a minute yeah yeah um, <laughs> they can also get a lot of joint pain right and I'll explain that in a minute too yeah and so you can get a lot of joint pain or fibromyalgia type of pain um, insomnia hot flushing so all of these symptoms start to happen. And now the reason being is we need to look at what the purpose of estrogen is and what it does. Because estrogen is not just about um, producing an egg every month. Estrogen is a highly effective anti-inflammatory. Mm -hmm. So as our estrogen levels come down, if we're not eating properly or if we've got any inflammation in our body, our pain levels go up. Ah. And so this is why a lot of women can start to experience lots and lots of pain right. and stiffness. And it's to do really, generally it's to do with the food that they're eating. Mm -hmm. And because oestrogen oest has been a protection 
mechanism for them. As estrogen's gone, the food is now playing a really big role. Mm-hmm. Also, the other thing that happens is we tend to lose elasticity in our, um, our skin. It can become quite dry. We can get vaginal dryness. So our connective tissue, which is all the tissue, skin tissue and inside our mucous membranes, that also loses its elasticity because one of the things that estrogen does, it's like our youth hormone and it kind of keeps everything together. So as we lose our estrogen, we then start to lose the elasticity within Mm. all of our connective tissue. Yes. Now, once again, the real reason for that generally is nutrient deficiencies. If we had the right nutrients, this wouldn't be much of an issue because we would actually be able to support the body as the estrogen loses its, um, as it comes down. Weight gain. Interestingly enough, our body stores estrogen. So Mm -hmm. the body is very good because it it knows that, you know, if there's times of, you know, in evolutionary times, the time of feast and famine, and the body would actually store estrogen because it needed to make sure that they, it, the continuation of the species, but it mm-hmm. stores estrogen in fat tissue. So right. if we've got estrogen levels coming mm-hmm. down and our body's still requiring something and it knows it's got estrogen sitting in fat, it'll mm-hmm. hold on to fat. Mm-hmm. So this is, once again, why it's harder to lose weight at this time of life because our yep. body is grabbing onto this estrogen to hold onto it because it's starting to come down. Even though it is naturally meant to come down, because it's coming down from such a high level, yeah. the body's kind of going, what's going on? If it was, is this annoying? No, no, I'm just going, yeah. you know, the, the, it's so high and then it's going to come down. Yes. What's that going to do? Yes. So <laughs> if it was at its normal level, yeah. it wouldn't be a problem because the body would be able to adjust yeah. to it. But because it's coming from so high, yeah. Yeah. the body says, oh, hang on a minute. It's coming down really quickly. I'm going to hold on to every like, store ah. of estrogen I've got, which is all sitting in fat cells. So ah. that's why women go, you know, I I'm not, haven't changed what I'm eating. I haven't yes. changed what I'm exercising, but now I can't lose weight. Mm. So, and a lot of that time, also, we've got to look at that is what type, how, what is your diet like? Because it's mm. not unusual for women, as I said, to get to this stage of life. Um, and to have other issues because the other hormones then we have to start looking at, I've already mentioned the adrenals, we've got to look at the thyroid. So the thyroid regulates our metabolism and they say um, 80% of women have an underactive thyroid even though they may not have a thyroid disease. So when you go to the doctor, the doctor does a, a test which actually isn't very accurate and says, no, you don't have a thyroid disease. Mm-hmm. So I'm not talking about a thyroid disease. Yeah. Well, I'm talking about what we know as subclinical hypothyroidism. So it's, right. it's underactive. So that mm-hmm. means our metabolism's down. That means that we're not burning fat efficiently. Mm-hmm. Now, a lot of reasons why we have underactive thyroids is, number one, because the adrenals actually govern the, the way the thyroid yeah. works. Yeah. But number two is to do with our diets. We are deficient in a key nutrient known as selenium because we have very little selenium in our soil. And selenium is a key nutrient that's required to convert the inactive 
um, thyroid hormone to the active thyroid hormone. Uh-huh. And we don't have enough iodine in our diet anymore either because we generally um, stopped using iodized salt because there's been a big fear about salt. And also in the past with milk, milk used to have iodine in it because they used to clean the um, milk vats out with iodine. Oh. So the milk used to pick iodine up. So yes. we used to get it as a byproduct of having milk. Now they clean the milk vats out with chlorine. So we get a lot of chlorine and we We get get a lot of iodine. And having said that, and because we get chlorine in our water, anyone that knows chemistry, we have a group of chemical molecules known as the halogens. And they are iodine, they are chlorine, they are bromine. So they're all the same. And what happens is they will substitute for each other because they've got the same molecular structure. So if we have too much chlorine, we're being exposed to too much chlorine, what we'll do, it'll push the iodine out, or it's chloride, it'll it'll push it out and it will take the place of the iodide. And the same as if you're um, having too much, uh, fluoride's another one because we're using fluoride uh, toothpaste, it's pushing out the iodine because they're similar molecular structure. Right. So because of the, you know, cleaning our teeth with, Fluoride, our water's got, well, our water's got fluoride in it. Um, yeah, we've got too. chlorine in our water. Yes. That, that interferes with the way our thyroid works. Mm-hmm. Plus, the thyroid <laughs> and there's is more. Susce- there's more. It's very susceptible <laughs> to inflammation. And um, lots of grains in the diet, particularly processed grains like wheat and that, will actually um, cause an issue with the thyroid. So mm. that's throwing our thyroid out of balance. So many women have got that going on. And then, <laughs> I haven't already overwhelmed you, then we've got to look at our blood sugar levels because lots of women are insulin resistant as well if they're not full on diabetic, but they're, they're insulin resistant because of, once again, because of our diet, because a lot of this came from, we all grew up in the low fat, no fat era. Yep, we and did. We all we were taught that fat was bad for us, so we yep. all went and ate low fat and no fat food, which was very high in sugar. Because when mm-hmm. you remove the fat out of food, out of processed food, it tastes uh, like crap. Yeah, you had to put sugar back in. Yep. So we got very dependent on sugar, mm-hmm. and our bodies very often are insulin resistant. Now that also plays a role in not being able to lose weight easily because now our body basically is holding mm. on to weight yep. because uh, we're stressed. We hold on to weight when we're highly stressed because the body wants to survive. Mm-hmm. If we've got our thyroid out of balance, it'll hold on to weight. And if our insulin, we've got insulin resistance, our body also holds on to weight. So this is all this stuff is all going on. And yep. women are kind of in their 40s going, my God, what is happening to my body? I do not understand. I don't know my body. I never used to have a problem, but now I do, and I don't know what to do. Yeah. And it, it, you can you can actually change it. And one of the one of the things I want what what it's like. It's exactly like if if you've had if you've got daughters, you'll remember this more recently. But if not, if you remember when you first started getting your period. Mm-hmm. Your body went through change. Yep. You had mood swings. 
up and down. Your body shape changed. Your metabolism changed. It may, you know, you might have started holding a little bit of weight. You know, the body shape and all of that changed. The same thing is happening now as you're going into menopause as what happened when you were coming into your cycle. Mm -hmm. It's just the hormones are now going in the opposite direction <laughs> and we've now got 30, 40 odd years of crap that we've been holding on to. Uh -huh. yep. And we need to, if we want to, we can't continue... If you're experiencing symptoms, if you're not experiencing symptoms, you keep doing what you're doing. But if you're experiencing symptoms, what used to work before won't work now. You mm -hmm. have to make changes. You have to do something different. So if you want change, with, you have to change something. You have to change. Yeah. And it starts with self-care. Uh -huh. That's where it starts. Uh -huh. It starts with self-care. <sighs> comes back to that. putting yourself self first because yep. once you start to put yourself first then you can start and say okay so what is it what what are we um, you know we can talk more about diet if you want to but what am yeah. I what are we doing about the food what am you know what am I doing and that's yep. where I work with women to actually help them identify how they've got to where they are now or number one just a lot of the stuff that i've just explained just so that because i think it's important that we know this stuff this isn't being yeah. spoken about that's you right know, you go to the doctor mm. and the doctor just says oh well it's yeah you're going into menopause nothing you can do about it. here take some hrt or here's some antidepressants or both uh -huh. and that's their solution but menopause and perimenopause they're not medical conditions they're stages of life mm. yeah that's right as we we didn't medicate when we came into our cycles. We don't need to medicate when we go out. <laughs> but having said that, I know there are some women who really, really suffer at this time of life. And it's generally, if we have a look, we, we need to look at what their reproductive history was like, their hormone history. Yep. Many of them, and as I've been working more and more in this space, many of them have had IVF which has completely and utterly thrown their hormones everywhere. Or they've been on the pill for many, many years. Now, mm -hmm. what most women don't um, understand is when you're on the pill, you're actually almost in menopause. Um, the uh, pill stops ovulation. Yep. And even though you might bleed every month, that is not a period. Mm -hmm. That is a withdrawal bleed. That's because you stop taking these hormones and you're on sugar pills. If you didn't take the sugar pills, you wouldn't bleed. And when they first create, when they first developed the oral contraceptive pill, originally there was only 21 pills in a pack. And, right. and it, of course it was created by men. Um, oh, so, really? Uh, so they went out, <laughs> they went out to, to a whole pile of people, a whole pile of women and tested them and they got feedback. And the feedback that they got was, it doesn't feel natural because I'm not bleeding. So they went, okay, well, you want to bleed here? Let's let them bleed and gave them seven, seven days of, pill, of sugar pills mm -hmm. so that they could bleed. Mm -hmm. But the pill stops you from ovulating. If yes. you're not ovulating, you're not having a period. Right. In essence, you're in menopause. You've actually put yourself into menopause using hormone replacement. Mm. And there are women 
who have been, and I was one of them. I was on the pill from the time I was 16 until I was 36, 20 years on the pill. Wow. And that's not unusual for women to have been on the pill for that long. And even now, I'm, and I know many women continue to stay on the pill as they get into, the, into this stage of life and they're getting closer and closer to 50. And the doctor says, it's fine, you just keep taking the pill. <sighs> and they say, well, how do I know when I'm in menopause? It's like... Well, don't worry. Just keep taking the pill. Ah, uh, yeah. Like, you'll get well, past it. <laughs> yeah, it's like, and they, and because we are really the first generation that has actually had a lifetime of oral contraceptive use, we really don't know what the impact of that is going to be on us as we move. I mean, yes, yeah. you know, as we're going to move into the next stage of life, mm -hmm. we don't know. Mm -hmm. Because there haven't been women before us. The pill was only invented in what is it, the 1960s or something. So we kind of we're, we're the experiment. <laughs> Yay! We don't really know what's going to happen. No, and, well, uh, and you know, women stay on the pill uh, because they they don't know what's going to happen when they stop. Because they don't know when they've naturally stopped ovulating. They don't know when their eggs, you know, because if they haven't been ovulating every month, technically they still got eggs, but. The eggs are probably not that good by the time you get to 50 and 60. Yep. So they may not be viable eggs. Are they still releasing them? Don't know because the natural hormones no longer work. Yep, yeah. Because it's, we need our natural hormones to release eggs, to, you know, basically get it out of there, to ovulate and all of that. They don't have any natural hormones left. Yep. So it's just this really big... It's, I think it's important that we get a really a better understanding of how our hormones impact us. So when we have that understanding, we can then actually do something about it. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. So I'm going to take a big breath now and take a drink, and if you've got any questions, we'll go from there. <laughs> <laughs> or anything else you want to talk about. Because I probably completely bamboozled everyone. But Well, so maybe going to uh, you know, some solutions on what we can do. To you know, to prepare okay. our body from forty or thirty-five, whatever, to be able to prepare for menopause and to get you know to just glide through nice and easy. But look, first, can I just say hi to all our viewers there? Thank you all so much Hello. for coming on. Yes, this is Angela Council. She's a naturopath, a kinesiologist, and a mindset coach, and we're talking about what happens to your body after 40, your hormones, what happens to your hormones after 40. Just, just went through whole, the whole thing on how we get through to 40, <laughs> our cycles and how they're really wishy-washy. And, you know, there's some guys on here watching. I wonder if you guys have noticed that with your women. <laughs> I bet you have. And sometimes the women don't notice maybe so much that they're like this, you know, their life no, is like that. they're just too stressed. Yeah. Well, I, I even know um, when I was working, I had uh, a woman said to me, uh, like a, she asked me a question. I was actually managing a, a place here and she asked me a question. I must have snapped at her or said it pretty sternly or something and she said, oh, you've got your period, haven't you? <laughs> she said straight away. <laughs> And God damn, yes, I did. And I thought, oh, how did she know that? You know, I didn't realise, like, I'd snapped. But there you go. 
But she may have just also just known energetically. We, we, we actually uh. do know. Because if you put a group of women, and you probably know this, that if you put a group of women together and they all live in the same house, eventually they, their cycles will all start to sync up if they're not mm. on the pill. Mm. Well, and, and, can... and this is protection for our species. Right. Go on, you're going to say? Yeah, well, I've got three girls and none of us synced. And even I've That's got twin, it is, I've got twin daughters and they aren't. So that is... They, is anybody on the pill? No. Okay, because normally they do and it is for protection of the species. Right. Because once again, if we go back to cavemen times, we, the, we all needed to, all women kind of needed to, they kind of um, cycled all at the same time so that they're all fertile at the same time and our, it was actually at the time when there was plenty of food. So we right. tended to have more fertility when there was food around yep, yep. so that we could actually support mm -hmm. the pregnancy and the baby. Yep. And if you had had um, women having babies kind of all of the time, that wouldn't have worked in a yeah. tribal situation because mm -hmm. we needed to keep the tribe safe and we, it, you know, nature, nature is very, very clever in the way it works. And we even just look at animals, animals in the wild and you'll find that they all tend to mm. come mm. into season roughly around the same time. So, yes. you know, the lions, they all have their cubs all at the same time, yeah. round about yeah. the same time. Because Spring, springtime, yeah, an abundance springtime. of food. Well, usually we used to not do the here. Same. Yeah. yeah, that's right. <laughs> not in the middle of Australia, but no. um, but but yeah, but and that's and humans used to do the same thing. We used yeah, to do okay. the same thing. Yeah, when yeah. we were living in that way, when we were living yeah. in nature, that's what we used to do. Which is why we um, do, and we tend to, as it also was in alignment with the the moon cycles. So menses mm. means moon. So it, all, right. it always used to be about, it used to be moon bleed. So we used to bleed on the moon. Right, And okay. some women will bleed on the full moon, some will bleed on the new moon. And right. when I used to work in clinic and used to do a lot of fertility work, when I had women who were trying to fall pregnant and were having problems with their cycle, either they weren't having a cycle or yes. they're having irregular cycles, yeah. I used to, well, there was two things I did. One is when you can work out, where the moon was the day you were born, the night you were born. Oh, okay. You can actually track that and then you can actually use that particular cycle to put your menstrual cycle back yeah. in alignment. So I used to have oh. women sitting out at certain times yep. of the month looking at the moon and connecting to their moon right? so that they could actually bring their, um, bring their cycle back into a 28, 29-day cycle. Oh. And it used to work every time. Really? Because we're so disconnected from the moon. Mm. You know, we spend mm. time here inside, inside the lights. Yep. We're not connected to the moon at all. Mm. We're not connected to the sun. So yep. we're, we're really disconnected in that way. And then as we're coming into menopause, this is important because we've lost the connection to our body and we yep. don't have that connection and we're not connected out to nature this is when our hormones get out of balance. Yeah. And when we're out of balance as we're coming into menopause, that's when we're going to start having problems. But how do we solve this? Mm -hmm. Ideally, yes, from, from the time 
I like to recommend women start to think about menopause from about their four, early 40s. Mm-hmm. Um, and, and that's difficult because some women, and I was one of them, are still having children at that stage. I had my first child at 40 and my second at 43. I wasn't thinking about menopause at all. <laughs> but we need to start preparing for menopause. And preparing mm. for menopause means starting to look after ourselves, starting to look at the food that we're eating and start to clean up on our diet, You know, making sure that we are healthy, that we've got regular movements, that we're drinking water, we're eating, um, you know, we're sleeping well, exercising, actually really just looking after ourselves and putting ourselves first rather than last. That's mm-hmm. really, really hard, particularly if you are yeah. a mum. So, But that's... That's, it's a really important that you do so and you need to bring your hormones back into balance then, not try and... It's, you can rebalance them when you're um, older, but if you can have them balanced, you know, in your 40s, then yep. it's, you know, and you've got your oestrogen down where it needs to be and your progesterone where it needs to be. If it's right then, as everything starts to change, that is a natural shift. And if yep. you're not stressed and your adrenals are nice and healthy, your adrenals will just take over the role that it's supposed to take out. It's supposed to do. Mm-hmm. So we really need to get our bodies back into balance yep. when we are Early younger. Mm-hmm. And you know, when it comes to food, because I always get asked, "What's the right diet?" Mm-hmm. And what a question! <laughs> there is no, there's no one diet that suits everyone. Now, mm-hmm. one of the things that I didn't mention when I gave you my bio is I'm also trained um, in e- epigenetic health coaching. Right. And epigenetics uh, means above the genes. So yes. we all have a genetic blueprint. We've all got a set of genes. It's our blueprint. And if you think of it. Um, you just think of it like music. So it's, we've got music and it's got all the notes on it. And we put it in front of us. And that's our blueprint. Then we start to play, play the piano. We start to play the music. We put the nuances on. How it turns out and how it sounds depends on what we put into it. Yep. So that's, our, that's what epigenetics is. We've got nice. a genetic blueprint. Yep. But how we express those genes depends on how we live our life, mm. the foods mm. that we eat, the environment that we're in. And we all have a, a, a genetic blueprint on how our bodies process food, how our bodies uh, impact stress. And I use a system called PH360, and what it does is it kind of categorizes every single person into one of six categories but on a 360 degree circle right. and we, we, we start with obviously I'm going to try and explain this very very simply but mm-hmm. we start with three basic body types we have a mesomorph we have an endomorph and we have an ectomorph so these are to do with the different, as we're in utero, when we're still a little egg, nothing, a little egg, these are the different layers that form. One, the ectomorph is the skeletal system and the skin. The endomorph is the, um, the, the nervous system and the um, reproductive system, a lot of the hormones, and then the mesomorph is a lot of the muscles. So 
we we all are, we all have all of those different levels, but we each one of us is dominant in one over the other, right? And that will give you an idea of what your body shape is going to look like. Mm -hmm. Now we use different names for it. So people who are, if you think of Oprah, now Oprah has always struggled with her weight. Mm -hmm. She is a bigger woman. She is what we know as a guardian. Mm-hmm. And a lot of women are guardians and they struggle to lose weight. But when we live in a world that tells us that skinny is the best way to be, mm-hmm. they feel like they're fat and they're overweight and they're lazy. Yeah. But they're not. The guardians are in, in times gone by when we lived in tribes, they were the ones that kept the tribes alive because they had all the muscle, they had all the resources that they could actually give up their own food for someone else because they would survive. Now, right. our guardians are always like the big mum hug. Yeah, but, yeah. You know, they're, big, they're, they're the bears and they're like a big bear hug. Yeah. And, so, and that's, that's a guardian. And then we look at a diplomat who is, and I'm a diplomat, and also very um, struggles a lot to lose weight but they're more driven by pleasure and they're, they're kind of sitting between the, the guardian who is, can be quite big and the centre who is really tall and skinny. So they kind of sit in the middle of there. And then we have, as I said, the centre is tall and skinny. Then um, we have a crusader um, who is very muscly and then we have an activator and the activator is kind of a real... They're the like little pocket rockets. They go, 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 go all the time. And we have a uh-huh. connector, and the connector is everybody's friend. They're out there, very social. Now, yeah. every single one of those people sitting somewhere on that 360-degree circle yep. has a specific diet that works for them. Ah, wow. So and that's why you will have guardians who try to do paleo or keto, and they struggle. Yeah, they struggle. They have longer digestive systems, but they're really good at fasting because they don't need to eat mm-hmm. as much. Mm-hmm. That they actually need to eat more vegetables yep. than they do um, meats. And the diplomats are the same. And we also look at the time of when we do things, of when we exercise. Diplomats and guardians are better to actually exercise in the afternoon rather in the morning. Okay. And I always exercise first thing in the morning because that's what I thought was the, that's what you do. You exercise yep. first thing in the morning. Yep. When I found out about this and moved my exercise to the afternoon and the only thing I changed in my entire thing of what I was doing at that stage, I just moved my exercise to the afternoon. Yep. In three weeks, I lost four kilos that I had been struggling to lose. And I changed really? nothing else at that stage. Yeah. Well, what's, and it's I'm, just changing the time. So what's the uh, pocket rocket? I think the that's activator, me. Activator morning, <laughs> that morning. Oh, oh okay. More everything. They go, go, go in the morning. Whereas me, as a diplomat, mm-hmm. I've got to be now slow in the morning, and I actually have to take time. And that's when I do my meditation and I do my mm-hmm. time, or I, I also now sleep later. So I used to get up at you know five o'clock in the morning. It's actually better for me to not get up before six. Right. So I keep and I can keep myself. I used to go. Oh well, got to go to bed by nine. Now I can actually stay up later. So if I stay up later, I'll sleep later. And I actually sleep better now that I've shifted my time. Yeah. And this is where understanding 
yeah. who you are wow. and your genetic profile, yep. mm-hmm. and I use this as well to work out because that also tells us what stresses you. So for a connector, they're all social and they need to be around people. And if you put them in an environment, in a work environment where they're in a little cubicle and they don't speak to anybody, yeah. that will stress the hell out of them. Yeah. Yet put me into that situation, I'm completely fine. You'd love it. It doesn't stress me. Yeah. See, so And everybody is different. And so we mm. have to look at it. It's not just the food. It's the movement. It's our environment. It's the way we use our brains. It's all of this type of stuff. When we can understand all of that, yeah. we can start to understand what our triggers for stress are and do something about it. We can start dropping weight if we need to drop weight because we're holding on to it. Yeah. And we can actually get healthier by understanding who we are. And mm. when I found this system, and because I heard about it a couple of years ago and I looked into it a little bit, but then I got right into it and realised that this is kind of because... You know, women were coming to me and saying, well, what do I need to eat? I'm, I'm struggling to lose weight and I've always, you know, I've done this in the past and now things working. And then I start realising that there isn't one single solution for anybody mm-hmm. that we all need to understand and that this is a really good time to actually really go, well, who, who am I? Yes. Who am I? Yeah. And when I understand who I am, I can then create my lifestyle based on who I am. Not based on who, what my, because I, my husband is totally opposite to me. And what works for him does not work for me. Yeah. You know, and, you know, because I've always kind of looked at him and said, well, how can he can just, you know, he's tall and skinny. He never puts any weight, no matter what. Yeah. We've been trying to put weight on him for two years. And he doesn't put weight on. And I was like, <laughs> I can just walk past a cake shop and it just kind of sticks to me. And even more so now than it did before. <laughs> Why does that happen? <laughs> and but it's, once you understand this, it actually helps you understand how people consume information and yeah. why different things work. Yes. And yes. Yeah, it's it's amazing once you understand it. So I kind of combine all of that with what I do with um, women. This is something that I, I use when I work with women who are in this stage of life, really introducing them to who they are and what the best thing for them is, not mm. what's best for everybody else. Yeah, yeah. So the like, and sometimes, as I said, it's just a couple of little tweaks to start with. It doesn't mm-hmm. even need to be massive, great big diet changes. Yeah. You know, I've I've had I've had you know with clients that I've worked with, I've had massive results with you know just making one or two changes to diet. You know, for guardians generally, it's like well, for dinner, just have a small dinner. And just make it veggies only. Right. You can have your meat in the middle of the day. So it's like, and because with the system that we use, we also have an app which gives you all the foods that you can eat, you can't eat, and all of that type of stuff. So it makes it really, really easy. Yeah. You know, just by doing that, you know, three night, three nights a week, I can have a guardian having vegetables only for dinner, and they can lose four or five kilos within in less than a month, mm. and feel good about it. Get rid of pain. I've had women who. In constant pain, got rid of pain, then yeah. being able to move and walk. And so obviously walking and getting out makes a lot of big difference as well. So it's, it's just amazing when you actually start to realise that everybody's different and everyone experiences life in a different way, yeah. but knowing that we can actually change the life mm. that we have. Mm. That uh, taking hold of that and, and empowering yourself to 
yeah. move forward positively. Wow. I think we, we need to have another talk, don't we? We've already got one. We do. We've already got one organised, embracing your inner wise wisdom. Yeah, that that's a lot like, about the mindset. And, yeah, the way yeah. we think about ageing because that plays yeah. a big role as well. Definitely. So we'll talk a lot about that next time. Yes, yeah, so that's Monday, next next Monday, the 30th, wasn't oh, it? Yeah, the 30th, I, I think. Yeah, I think it is the 30th. Yeah. Is that it's next the 30th. week? Um, <laughs> no, not next week, is, the week no, after. No, it's the week after, yeah. We've got another week yeah, in between. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yes, but, you know, like this is all, this is so interesting. I, I wonder if um, our viewers have heard this information before. You know, let us know if you have. Let us know if you haven't. Yeah, it's it's real. It was actually not that new yeah probably um, isn't then it's been around for quite some time there's a lot of research so what when they created ph360 as a system um i think it was italian scientists were doing all of this work and then this one guy called matt reimer he was really sick and he had he was he kind of went around the world to try and solve his problem and he found these researchers and at that stage they'd been doing all these different case studies and they were looking at all the different research, and we know there's the science is out there that says, you know, people that have a certain length of uh, femur are higher risk for heart disease. And if we look at certain things, if you have a crease in your ear, you're higher risk that you might heart. have a heart disease. And we have different yeah. signs, and yeah. this science is out there. And they were looking at this type of stuff, and then they pulled principles of Ayurveda in as well as yeah. traditional Chinese medicine. So they've pulled a lot of stuff together and they've done over 10,000 case studies to come up with the algorithms to create the individual health plan. So when you um, start on PH360, we take a few measurements so that and when we measure, we don't measure the same way that, you know, you don't measure around the waist, which is around the middle. We kind of measure up here because we're measuring the skeleton when we do the right. chest, we do it up here. So we're trying to measure the skeleton, the size of the skeleton. Right. And then we answer, ask a whole pile of questions, which is about your lifestyle and all of that. And that will then give you a score. And that score puts you somewhere on the 360 uh -huh. um, degree table. Yep. And then as you make, and then it creates a health plan for you and says, this is the food you eat and this is when you exercise. But as you make changes, your score can shift because now right. what you've done yeah. is you haven't yep. changed your skeletal, which is your genes. You've changed your epigenetics. You've changed mm. above the genes. You've changed your lifestyle. And so you can actually move on that 360 and then we yeah. look at your health plan and it would change again. So the foods that you were eating you know, six months ago may not be the same foods as you eat now, plus yep. we have seasonal changes. Mm -hmm. So it continues to change as your body continues to change and as it adapts to what you're doing. Mm. So it's, um, it's and there's wow. so much science behind this, and it yeah. kind of goes in. Um, it's the opposite to what we've always learned, and it's like <laughs> for years and years and years. You know, I'd always said adrenal glands. We need to go to be in bed by ten o'clock if we want to have good adrenal glands. Uh -huh. Well, actually, that's not true for me, and I now realise that you now for years I've actually been putting my body because my chronological clock was out of whack and now uh -huh. that I work back into my chronological clock I yep. sleep better and I used to struggle to sleep you know uh -huh. I used to wake up at four o'clock in the morning and but now if I go to bed after 10 o'clock yep. I will sleep through till six yep 
And this is because mm. a lot of women um, struggle with their sleep as they get yes. into this stage of life. Yes. When we can actually work out when you're supposed to be asleep. Yep. And, of course, there's other lifestyle factors, you know, making sure you don't have your phone in your bedroom and all that type of stuff. That mm -hmm. still plays, but we've got to look at what your body requires. Yes, yeah. Oh, that is so interesting. <laughs> Listen, and I've got to say to all our viewers out there, how, hi, how are you, Zor? Are you interested in this sort of thing? Please let us know what you think of um, what Angela is talking about here. It's all about our hormones after 40 and you know what to expect but what we can do back in our early 40s to prepare for menopause so we can just mosey on through without any, mm -hmm. problems, yeah, any problems which it should be like that we shouldn't we shouldn't That's be experiencing right. the problems yeah so i'm so grateful for you for your time that's fantastic because uh, you know it's definitely I didn't know a lot of what you just said and like I've been uh, researching this sort of thing and talking to a lot of people about uh, hormones and things like that but, and diets and things that, um, uh, you know, are, are going around at the moment and not necessarily paleo or, you know, you're vegetarian and that sort of thing but, you know, the foods that you should be eating. But this is really interesting how you're saying, you know, each individual person, like I know individual people... Um, just because a healthy food isn't uh, is good for for uh, Mary doesn't mean that that healthy food is good for me. That sort of thing. So that's how that's I'm right. relating it to what you're saying. If, yeah. If which, people which want to stands um, to reason. Yeah. If people want to do a high level pH three sixty test, um, if they go to um, ph three sixty dot me, I think. And um, so that's the PH360 website. And you should be able, there should be a button on there that says take health type test. If you do that, you will actually, you can actually get a high level of where you sit on the, um, on the 360 circle. And then you can get a report. About it, and that just gives you, you'll get a whole pile of emails from them too. You can just forget them if you want. But it'll just give you an idea of where you sit and yeah. roughly some of the things you can do. And if you want to go yep. into more detail, you, you have an option of just buying the app straight from PH360 and trying yeah. to do it yourself or ideally you get a coach and um, mm -hmm. they can come and have a chat to me about that as well and I sell mm. the app um, but I include that yep. all within my I call the, the, the price of the app I include in all my um, training so coaching, my coaching yeah. so but yeah. you can just start to have a look at where you are on that. Mm -hmm, um, mm -hmm. So then you can kind of go, okay, well, yeah. I'm a diplomat. This is what works for me. I'm a connector. This is what works for me. So it gives yes. you, it's, a, it's high level. Um, mm -hmm. And sometimes once you get and do all the measurements, you actually find you do shift on, yep. the, on the circle because you might be just near a border and you might actually yeah. shift over to the other side. So sometimes you do shift once you go in detail. But it'll give you a bit of an idea of where you're at. And if, it's, mm. if people want to know a little bit more about the hormones, they can pop over to my Facebook page. Yes, um, yes. Which is Angela Council and you know, connect with mm -hmm. me over there. I, Beautiful. I've got some info over there. Um, yep. And I do lives as well. And yeah, yeah, so they can yep. find podcasts. They want. Yes, I was podcasts, listening yes, to the Wise Women podcast. This morning. Yes, yeah. Yes. So it was great. Wise Women Conversations. And mm -hmm. I've got a couple of podcasts in there that I've done on hormones and solutions and I'll be doing more. I've, I've actually put it on hold for the last couple of months 
Mm-hmm. But I'm about to start recording a whole poll more, so hopefully I have fabulous. Yes, very soon. I'll be interested to be uh, to listen to them. Yeah, definitely. <laughs> yes, and I forgot to mention to you, I, I'm a Bowen therapist, so I do, you know, I treat women who have um, hormonal issues as well, mm-hmm. quite you know, quite successfully too. So beautiful and great combination. Yeah, there's there's so many different options out there yeah, that you don't. Yeah. I don't believe. Unless you, I mean, yes, for some women, serious issues, HRT, but even then it should only be short-term. It should not, mm. never be long-term because yeah. the risks yeah. are too high. But there's, mm. there are so many therapies and so many modalities out there that you can use that will just help you go through this stage of life yeah. Yeah. with relative ease. And it's just about choosing what works for you. you know, That's it. And, and a diet is a great way of, you know, a yeah. great place to start. Yeah, Definitely. Awesome. Well, you've given us some great tips there, some um, bit more of an idea on what's going on in our heads and our bodies <laughs> for the, that time of that period between 40 and 55 when perimenopause starts and through menopause, hopefully yeah. shift off through the menopause. The good news is once you're through menopause, life is easy. <gasps> really? <laughs> Not many people actually say that. They just go on about how bad menopause is and then it's forgotten and then, then you don't yeah, hear actually, anymore. <laughs> yeah, it, it doesn't have to be tough at all. I mean, no. I, my, my biggest thing is I had a few hot flushes, not many. Mine was joint pain. I had lots and lots of joint pain, like fibromyalgia pain all over my body. Uh, yeah. And um, that was my biggest issue. And then and all I did, and I said to you earlier today is, I never used to drink much. I'd have one glass of wine a week, that was it. Mm-hmm. But at, at Christmas time last year, I cut out all alcohol. 100% I cut it out and that just got yep. rid of all of my pain. Just doing that. It's amazing, it's just, isn't it? And, you know, and, even, and that's just the inflammation. Even though you were only having one drink a week, it yep. still was enough to, to cause the inflammation. has come down. Because oestrogen yeah. is an anti-inflammatory. My oestrogen levels had come mm-hmm. down mm-hmm. and mm-hmm. so I no longer had that protection. In the past, yeah. one glass of wine wouldn't have made much difference, no, but right. I no longer had the protection and my body was inflamed. I mean, I also have osteoarthritis, so I had issues right. with that. Yep. But I was just, I was, in, I, was const, I was in constant pain and then I wasn't sleeping because mm. I was yeah. in pain. So that made inflammation worse. And then mm-hmm. when I'm in, and then it makes me grumpy, it makes me stressed. So that makes inflammation worse. So it's just getting worse yes. and worse and worse. And Roller I was coaster. taking anti-inflammatories, herbal anti-inflammatories and all that, but it wasn't working. And I had to then just make that one change and yep. that one change then just yeah. went on. And all that fine. you needed. No problems oh. at all. Yeah. All that you needed. It's amazing, isn't now, it? Maybe that... I could have a drink now and no problems. <laughs> Don't yeah. I? Okay. I actually don't feel like it anymore. No, so. Don't need it. So, yeah. 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 Oh, that's really good. That was a good um, story then to you know end on that. Even though you you were only having one drink, one glass of wine a week, it was still enough to keep your the inflammation high in your body. Yeah. 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 So yeah. it just takes one could could just take one yeah. change for you to see a big great result. That's right. Mm. And, so then, yeah, and every if you want change, you've got to start with change. Yeah, you've got to change something. Mm. Yeah, change one. Beautiful. Thing. Yes, yes. So, so you can live a, a life of your dreams. 
That's you We've know to get rid of that 40 inflammation. Forty odd years to keep going. 40, exactly 50 right. Forty years to keep going. We're only no. halfway there. No Wanna stopping us. Good, good half. That's exactly right. right. Make the last half better, or the, the next half. That's right. right. Let's call it the next half, not the last half. That's not. Yeah. <laughs> we'll say the next half. <laughs> Beautiful. Yep. Make it All the right. best half. Exactly. Okay. Yes. It should be easy to do it then, shouldn't it? That's right. <laughs> All right. Well, thank you so much, Angela. And thank you, everyone, thank you. for uh, coming on tonight. I'll, I'll put that ph360.me on the, um, in the comments um, if you want to take that test to see where you are on that 360 yes. chart. Mm. Oh, Jody Turner says interesting. Yes, thank you, Jody. Beautiful. <laughs> All right, then. Thanks again. And look. Hi, it's Angela back again. And what did you think of that conversation? I told you it was going to go in lots of different directions, but I really enjoyed having that chat with Jody. Now, if you'd like to learn a little bit more about the work that Jody does, you can. She, as I said, she is a Bowen therapist. She's based in Inverell, and her business name is Enhance Your Health. Or you can follow her on Facebook because Jodie does regular Facebook Lives with lots of different women on all areas of women's health. So Jodie's Facebook page is Jodie, J-O-D-E-E, Moncton, M-O-N-C-K-T-O-N. So if you want to follow Jodie there or her business page is Enhanced Your Healing, you will see lots of other interviews that she has done, lots of other conversations that she's done via Facebook Live. I think she's doing two Facebook Lives a week. So she has lots of different women on there covering different topics from hormones to mindset to the impact of 5G on our health and so much more. So why not pop over to Jodie's page, follow her and you'll get lots and lots of different information that she loves to share. Now, if you would like to know a little bit more about the personalized health system that I discussed um, in this conversation, please feel free to book a 30-minute discovery call with me. It's free. Just go to my Facebook page, which is just Angela Council, and you'll find the discovery call and you'll be able to book an appointment with me so that I can have a little bit more of a chat about what's going on for you and how, how a personalized health solution will work for you is absolutely fantastic system so that's it for me this week and i'll be back next week with another wise women's conversation so from my heart to yours infinite love and gratitude bye for now